0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and a very warm welcome to another late-breaking podcast. Of course, this is not the voice of Benjamin Hawking. I am Samuel Sage. I'm joined by Harry. Ben can't be with us this evening, unfortunately. So uh, you'll have to just wait till the Brazil Race Review for Benjamin to be back. He'll be very much missing. I'm sure you'll notice the difference in quality uh, this time out. Harry, how are you? How are you feeling? Feeling good? I'm um,
1: terrified. Ben, why have you left us on our own? This is terrifying. Plus, come back.
0: <laughs> it's like two children being left in the kitchen and the hob song. It's it's a terrible <laughs> time.
1: Pastor's about to ball over. Oh. And we're, we're play fighting. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've got no idea how to make a tomato bolognese. Anyway. This weekend, very exciting, one of the usual best races of the calendar, we've got the Brazilian Grand Prix. Of course, two years ago, we had the, uh, I think it was two years ago, Ben would tell me if I was wrong, we have the dramatic wet race where Verstappen cut three through. Years. It was three years ago. There you go. Already got a mistake. Brilliant. Um, and then last year, we had the dramatic event, of course, of Ocon and Verstappen. Uh, Ocon being lapsed and caused Verstappen to crash into each other. Hamilton eventually took the win there. And, of course, we had the infamous, is that Glock? All the way back when Hamilton won his very first title. We got the very first glimpse of Felipe Massa's dad cam. Um, we're on to this year, 2019. Driver's title and constructor's title fully wrapped up. Toto Wolff, not be there? We'll get on to that later on. We are going to start with a, a conversation around Red Bull and their chances. Of course, we'll talk about the albon Gazi situation as well. That's another topic we will be covering. But uh, Harry, thoughts on the Brazilian Grand Prix. Is this Red Bull's last chance for a victory this season? How do you think it's going to go for them?
1: You mentioned the Verstappen-Ocon thing from last year. I saw a video of that today. and Until I saw that video, I'd actually forgotten. And it was only a year ago. How weird is that? Considering how controversial it was, it just completely slipped my mind. Anyway, um, Brazil this weekend. I love Interlagos. I know it's in a a complete dive of a place. Like, Sao Paulo is just dangerous. But what a track. What a cool track. Um, Yeah, Red Bull... Obviously, it goes well here. See, as you mentioned, in 2016, in the wet, Verstappen was flying. Last year, Verstappen should have won it, had it not been for that off-on incident. Um, and yeah, they should be in with a chance of winning it. Although we thought they might be in with more of a chance of winning it in the US. And then Mercedes just went and did 2014 Mercedes things again. Um, so yeah, so sometimes the form this year has been hard to... More, more difficult to predict than perhaps it was last year um but yeah I'd definitely say Verstappen's at least in with a chance of victory but I wouldn't rule out Ferrari because that was that big long drag up the hill and that engine is still pretty powerful so um they're going to be quick around that bit of the track and of course Mercedes uh, just Mercedes um yeah but definitely not going to rule out Verstappen and I think there might be some weather that might come into play this weekend as well so we know he's good pretty handy in the wet so yeah His chances are good I would say
0: by his chances do you mean just Verstappen you're counting out Albon already oh well
1: well, I mean never count anyone out to win a race obviously it's Formula 1 but the likelihood is it'll be Verstappen challenging but you know Albon has just signed and we'll go to that and he might be feeling buoyant jubilant about the fact that he he um he's got a drive next year so sorry I won't count out Albon both Red Bulls have a chance
0: I mean, jubilant and buoyant are two fantastic words to describe the young Thai Brit in his new signing of the Red Bull. Of course, yeah, as we said, we will jump onto that very shortly. Um, I'm excited to see how Red Bull go. I generally think this is their last chance. I don't think they can get a good run out in Abu Dhabi uh, for our finale of the season. That middle sector just does not work well for them. And if they can get the Honda engine working to top spec, then maybe there's a chance to go through that third sector. But hey, that's for another race weekend. That this middle sector in Brazil, suits that car down to the ground, fast, along long, sweeping corners, but the Mercedes are never too far behind you when it comes to aerodynamic ability, chassis strength, and like you said, that final straight, there is a real long drag up the hill into the first corner of the Segura Mercedes aren't exactly too far off Ferrari, especially with the sudden loss of power they seem to have. So I genuinely think that the Scalp album could be real favourites. You have go, Red Bull 1-2. When was the last time we saw that? If Ben was here, he'd be able to tell us. <laughs> Do you know, Harry?
1: No, I don't know that one. No. Red Bull 1-2. Oh, uh, uh, was it um, when Hamilton... Oh, no, oh, no. When he blew up in whenever that was, 2016. In Asia. Yeah, maybe, I think it might have been then. That was a while ago, there. It was 2016.
0: Ben will be listening to this and will have immediately have answered me. hating um, Heading hand. Or what he usually does that you can't see, folks, is on the screen. He usually just shakes his head at me in a very frustrating <laughs> manner. Um, but, you know, no, I think there's a genuine chance that Red Bull could score a 1-2 here. I do think Verstappen has the upper hand over Albon. He's just got that team experience. He knows the, the car better. He's got a lot of confidence behind the wheel. Like, even though he's made a few mistakes in the latter stages of this season, He's just Max Verstappen. It's just Max Verstappen things. He's just blimmin' good at racing cars, isn't he? Anyway, we'd love to know what you think about Red Bull, the Brazils, the Senna tribute that's been going on in the last week or so. It's been bloody lovely to watch. Felipe Massa driving up and down in the, uh, was it the Old Lotus, I think it was? Yeah, it was up yeah. down. It was a beautiful sight, really nice to see. And we even got to saw Esti Goots in the old Mercedes. Esti Goots. Oh, bless
1: Esti Goots.
0: He, I, I wondered what he was up to. Um, so yeah, I named him. I think
1: he's reserved, but I don't know, development. He's just there. He hangs around the Mercedes garage and someone gave him a, a car to drive, I guess.
0: He's the development guy. I called him. I went, Esky Goots, what do you do? He went, ciao, Sam. I am the development driver. <laughs> um, anyway, we move on. We digress. So, Harry, we're going to have to start with you. So I, I hope you thought that. of something because Ben can't be here to carry you along at this point um what is your bold prediction for the brazilian grand prix hit us on the thing mike because i you know that brazil is always crazy
1: my bold prediction is that no one will use the is that glock meme all weekend <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i think you've already lost that one um but all weekend are you including today as part of the race overall weekend or uh, start uh, on saturday
1: why has someone used it today
0: i used it earlier in this conversation
1: it starts tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. It starts tomorrow. I'll make sure I tweet it off the Late Breaking account. If you don't follow us already, at breaking, uh, get down there and follow us now. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting ball prediction. I'm going to... Because cause you're already wrong, I'm going to go with something <laughs> that could legitimately happen. I'm always wrong, though. You are. You are. Ten out of ten, wrong every time. Um, I'm going to go with Ferrari will finish fifth and sixth. I don't think they'll be able to penetrate the top four.
1: (sighs) Penetrate? Why did you use that word for?
0: Because unless you've got a horribly childish mind, it does mean other things.
1: (laughs) Oh, you think they're going to have another US and just have no race pace again?
0: So I don't believe this whole cheating debacle. But it does seem like the moment that news story has come about, they've immediately lost a lot of straight line speed. I still think they have the most powerful power unit. Um, which is helpful to have a powerful power unit. Um, but I do think the deficit seems to have been brought back. Either Mercedes have done something recently or something has let off in the Ferrari power unit and they're not as pacey as they were.
1: I did see a couple of things. One, or reasons, or potential reasons. Uh, one was because Leclerc, Leclerc's engine blew up on Friday or Saturday morning in the US. So He was on an old one. And, uh, oh, he's got a penalty this weekend, by the way. 10 players, Chris, penalty. We should oh, not prediction is
0: already coming true because
1: <laughs> he's having a new a new motor for this weekend because his old one was underpowered allegedly and then also saw that Vettel was running slightly more downforce which might potentially explain the power deficit anyway um, but yeah I agree with you it's I don't believe it but it is strange and coincidental that they they were down on the straights compared to what they have been in the US okay bad weekend for Fazza then.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, stranger things have happened. Um, so we move on. we will sped through this first sector because we haven't got Benjamin to give us the uh, intellectual part of the conversation. But we need to look at poll one, two, three. And again, we'd like to hear your points down in the comments. Who is your poll prediction? First, second, third. Let's see who gets it right. Whoever wins, Harry, will send you a cookie.
1: No. <laughs> Clause. No, I won't. Right. Brilliant.
0: Uh, Harry, who is your poll one, two, three?
1: My poll one, two, three is pole position will be um, the porridge man. He's going to have some Brazilian (laughs) porridge. (laughs) What Um, what would you have on Brazilian porridge? Guava. Nice. Guava porridge. Um, And then the first place person driver.
0: (laughs) The winner. The winner of the
1: the race. The winner will be. Maxi Verstappen. I think the Rebel will actually come through and win. Uh, second place will be Porridge Man. Third place will be Battle. <laughs>
0: oh! Sebastian I was going to say Hamilton better. and I
1: thought, nah, let's mix it up
0: a bit. What's Hamilton doing? Is he just doing donuts in the grass because he's won the championship? He he lost. Yeah. Did I, 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 he did a Samuel Sage season one of the late breaking online racing. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's great gets <laughs> <laughs> <events. laughs> Um... I would love to see Lewis Hamilton go, you know what, I'll start from last. Why not? Let's have some fun with it. Do
1: it for the Ham. Yeah,
0: just do, I won't bother with qualifying. Um, maybe you could put on like, a show during Saturday, just for fun, on the, on the outskirts of the crowd. do a
1: fashion show, to, like model this his new um, Tommy Hilfiger line.
0: I would love, hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> anyway, poll one, two, three. I'm going to say poll is Maxi Verstappen. Uh, I'm going to say First place in the race is going to be Lewis Hamilton, Maxi Verstappen, Alexander Albon.
1: Oh, Albon's going to get his first podium.
0: It's about time. He's been stepping up, getting better and better each weekend. in a great time out in America last time. Obviously, having a really rough start, getting that kind of damage, having to come all the way back through the field. made a three-stop work fantastically. So I genuinely think he's got the confidence, especially with signing his new contract, as we're about to get on to. I think he can do it.
1: Nice. That was a lovely segue. We've never segued into anything more elegantly than that
0: before. I've never segued in my life. Um, so, Red Bull have finally done the deal. They've made a decision. They've committed Alexander Albon in the Red Bull seat. Pierre Gasly back to Toro Rosso. He's also not losing his seat. So, Kvyat, Gasly, Verstappen, Albon. Harry, how are you feeling about it?
1: Um, It's the right move, isn't it? I think Albon, he's had... A solid, yeah, solid uh, isn't that? Uh, that's not enough actually. It's been it's been impressive, an impressive year all round, and ha- what a difference a year makes for for Mister Albon. Because this time last year he was they were trying to negotiate him out of his Nissan Formula E contract so he could go and drive for he go and replace Brendan Hartley. And I'll be honest, I hated him a little bit because <laughs> of that because <laughs> I love Brendan Hartley. But anyway, um, yeah. Th- how things have changed in one year. Um, and he's he showed good pace and good um speed at Torrosso in the early part of the year. Then when it's out, he wasn't working out Red Bull. I think they made the right call putting him in the seat. Um, and I was concerned that he was just going to crumble because it is his first year in Formula One. But he's not as reacted to the pressure well, and it has been a learning curve. But he's had some, like you say, impressive performances. Like US was impressive. I thought he's really uh just mature way of coming back through the field despite the early incident he had, which wasn't really his fault. Um, the other impressive one was Japan qualifying when he was so close to Verstappen in qualifying. Um, so, yeah, I think the right call on that. Give him a full year in that car and then judge where they are. If he's perhaps not closed further up to where he, uh, to Verstappen than he is now, then maybe question it. But for now, good call. For Gasly... Um, in Toro Rosso, he's looked happier in that Toro Rosso in only seven races. And he looked in the first seven races in the Red Bull. So, uh, I think that's right. Cool for him. Maybe he's just destined to not be a top, top field driver, like Checo Perez. Some drivers just aren't made for it. aren't made for the pressure. And then Kofi, yeah, he's a solid, I mean, he's, he's been a bit torpedo ish, um, (laughs) the last couple of races, but he's been pretty solid this year and got a podium. So, for Toro, so I think it's a good call. Good calls, all round. Nice big one.
0: Thumb, big thumbs up from uh from Hazza there. So about Danny Kavir, actually, I've got a lot of respect for the, the 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 Torpedo. He has fulfilled every position in Red Bull's um academy in terms of he's he's been a driver of both teams. He's been the caretaker. Yeah. He's, He's been a spy at Ferrari. He's decided to be their PR man. He's um, flown their jets for, for, for flights. You know, that man's done everything. And he's still kept a cool head. And I still think he's knocking out really good performances. But in terms of Gasly and Albon, brilliant move. The correct decision all the way. Albon has scored more points than Verstappen since joining Red Bull. And that tells you a lot. That tells you a darn sight lot because a lot of people will rank for Stappen as the best driver on the green in Formula One, more so than Lewis Hamilton, which still baffles me to this day. Um, But nonetheless, Stappen is a really great, great driver. You can't put it past him. And out, well, I think he's outperformed him since joining him there. Maybe not in terms of the final result, but consistency is good. The ability to turn up in a team in your first year of F1 and be right there alongside him. He doesn't need to be better than Verstappen. Red Bull do not need him to be a number one driver. If anything, that would disturb the rift that they have too much. He needs to be just the wingman that Red Bull need in terms of Verstappen can win a race if Albon is second and able to cover off the rest of the opponents a couple of seconds behind. That's all they need. The Daniel Ricciardo once was, you know, when those two used to, use to swap it over. That's what they need him to do. And he's done that in Suzuka. He got exactly the same qualifying time as his teammate, which is Brilliant. You know, unreal against Verstappen, who is notoriously good on a Saturday. Um, And yeah, in America, he just drove so quickly through the field. I was so impressed with him. I've always liked him, really level-headed. I'm so glad they ne- negotiated him out of Formula E, because I do not want to see Vernon Kay talking to Alexander <laughs> Albon. I just don't think it will work. Alex Albon. Oh, Albon in unison. Um, Thank goodness for that. We avoided that tragedy. Um, So, yeah, I'm really happy. With- and Gazda, you're right. He's just... A sensation of the midfield it's bizarre it's like hey take all the pressure if i'm the best in the world but you put one milligram of pressure onto my small toe and i immediately can't perform i'm really so much worse than everyone else around me um Albon, if you were to put them side by side, has outperformed Gasly at every turn in terms of being in that Red Bull seat. They've had half a season essentially each now, and Albon is so, so much stronger. He's just in touch with the other top five that are around there. You can rely on him having an impact, and that is what Red Bull needs him to do. Um, Still not perfect by far, by any means. He still needs to prove himself next season. He can easily have a a NAF season, and that can open it up again. But I do think he's more level heading. I do think he's got the ability to carry on, and I hope he does because trying to be a little bit patriotic it's nice to see another british driver just doing well i know he's british tie, but it's you know we claim they him can- as our own because he's good
1: yeah exactly um, um, i saw something that was interesting that the red bull lineup which had not occurred to me yet is younger than the Torossa lineup which seems a bit backwards
0: wow so that tells you that the young driver program has not worked too well i mean in essence it has
1: but then it hasn't the same time
0: it's almost brilliantly good. So good that each generation gets better. And checking
1: out the old guys and putting them into Toro Rosso. It's yeah.
0: earlier and earlier. We'll,
1: um, we'll try to be in a Toro Rosso next.
0: In, in two years' time, you'll <laughs> find that there are babies driving the Red Bull car. Yep. Um, another eventful thing that's happened over the last week is the eco-changes that have happened within Formula 1, or planned to happen in Formula 1. I think in 2025, they've planned to make every event Eco sustainable. Yeah. And in 2030 you want absolutely carbon neutral across the entire season. Am I right? Correct though Wow, got something right. Um I don't I don't know how people are gonna to react to this. I think the boomers of the Formula One world <laughs> are gonna be a little bit angry. <laughs> Bring back V12 screams Sebastian Vettel as he throws his steering wheel down on the cockpit. Um I I can't say I'm not for it why not if the cars go quick we have good racing and it's still exciting then why am i bothered people love formula e what's the issue harry what do you think well
1: for the for the the boomers as we're gonna so nicely call them uh the older generation i've seen i've seen reactions to it already where people have blamed oh god i'm gonna say everyone greta thunberg, <laughs>
0: thunberg. <laughs>
1: thunberg. <laughs> right, we'll just call her greta uh they blamed her for what's happening um and it's ridiculous like we gotta we're we're gonna uh start making some changes but i saw a stat, uh, a stat which was that if people were worried about they're ruining an f1 because they got quiet engines small engines th- this that's not the point of this plan because the engines apparently make up 0.7 percent of f1's carbon emissions wow. less than the percentage everything is the rest of it like the events taking place, the jets around the world, the, all the lorries, everything there that needs to be made sustainable. The cars going around a track for two hours on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, yeah, it does. Com- it does. I'm not saying it doesn't um, produce emissions, but it's not the the real problem here. So before you, yeah, before people start screaming about how F1 is dead and they're never going to watch it again, which I have already seen. Um, don't, don't be a thicko crying out loud. Do some reading um it's definitely a good thing and i and i agree with you know making all the events sustainable because it needs to be f1 f1 events in terms of the ground they cover is huge so they need to make sure they're not littering you stop using plastics all that sort of jazz so um good on liberty i think that's a, a great initiative and it will make f1's eco credentials better for sure
0: Hashtag don't be a fico, Get the trend started, folks. I love it. Um, I'm completely with you. I am completely with you. I think that, honestly, why wouldn't you do it? I think there's a lot of narrow-minded people who are uh, out and about in the world, motorsport lovers, who will never watch Formula E because it's electric. Well, if you hate the electricity so much, don't watch the telly in the first place. I don't really um, can. Yeah. I, don't, I hope your kettle doesn't boil any time soon. Um, honestly... What I think people have forgotten that there are other parts of Formula One other than literally cars going around a track for what it's an hour and thirty-five to forty minutes every race weekend unless there's some kind of incident. That's minuscule. You got to remember that these lorries, these planes, all the cars that carry everyone, all the guests that turn up, you know, all the abilities to keep the tracks maintained throughout the whole year, and they're not racing there. That is all majorly added to the carbon emissions of Formula One does pollute the planet with the, the burning of rubber, the recycling of car parts, you know, the litter, as you said, Harry, produced by the guests. It's There are many other ways to create something that is bad for the environment that isn't just meow for two hours. That's not how it works. And as Harry said, hashtag don't be a thicko, because that's not how pollution works. And I generally think that Formula One have always been ahead of the trend. They've always been the trendsetters in motorsport and in auto automobiles automobiles and engineering um since they've been around they've always been at the very top of the game that's why they're the pinnacle of motorsport because they do things first they take on a trend they start a trend and they're doing it again and it's the right thing to do and i think if you're gonna believe the hype you should it's not really hype it's just fact. the planet is going to die eventually if we don't start doing things i'm not gonna go into some environmental rant rant, because no one's here to listen to me do that but we as F1 fans as an F1 community have to do our little bit and it's not going to affect your racing you'll still hear the car engines go around and we'll still have some bloody good racing and you never know maybe Lewis Hamilton you'll see him in 10 years time at a little shack selling some vegan burgers called <laughs> hashtag blessed burgers and you'll love it
1: <laughs> Hamilton just had a stand of standard flipping burgers yeah <laughs> <Your> burgers
0: <laughs> two for a penny three for a pound
1: Hang on, two for a penny, three for a pound. What? That's the worst deal ever.
0: Hamilton's swindling you out your cash, folks. You're that your last
1: face. that last burger's 99p's worth.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's where he makes all his money in the third burger. <laughs> anyway anyway what are your thoughts on the uh, environmental issues going on what's hap- don't talk to me actually about the whole environment uh, do just formula one please um are you happy with the 2025 to 2030 changes do you give us stuff or are you just watching the racing i want to know anyway final topic actually it's quite in sync with the uh formula one formula e revenue stream that everything's going down at the moment Toto Wolff, for the first time since 2013, is missing a Grand Prix. Rumour has it. Rumour has it. Um, thank you, Adele. Um, has it that he is going to be at the Formula E GP, which is happening on a Friday for baffling reasons? Um, Harry, thoughts? Is he is he transitioning? Well, it
1: well, it's not. I don't think it's Formula E this weekend. I don't think, but he could. He could because it's I think it's next weekend, but um he could be going there to help prep the team. Um is highly plausible, and he's also come out this week and said that it's not set in stone that uh, Mercedes will be in Formula One after 2021, which is a interesting thing for him to say. Um obviously it's not necessarily in his power anyway to to decide that, so maybe he's just saying we don't know um but yeah interesting because obviously Mercedes this will be their first fully fledged year in FE and they're going to want to make it work like they've made it work in F1 and then after six championships on the trot maybe mm. they are thinking they need to do something else now because they've just dominated their form for the past six years um interesting one interesting there must be something that a good reason to be doing it to be missing an F1 race because I don't Unless I've been ill, I don't remember the last time uh, a um, team boss of the world championship-winning team. You know, I remember Jean tot going off for the on a holiday for the uh, remainder of the races when they were winning at Ferrari. So um, yeah, it's a strange one to be missing it. Maybe he just doesn't like Brazil. Um, I'm Preferred.
0: not going to say Toto Wolff hates Brazilians.
1: Well, hang on a 2nd didn't <laughs> <laughs> mean that. Um, yeah, so potentially he could be going. You know, it's speculation, obviously, but. It would make sense, potentially, and obviously his wife is in for Marie, so maybe he just wants time with the wife.
0: I mean, that would be lovely. We all like to spend time with the wife. Disclosure, none of us are married. Um, We're married to this channel, folks, so support now because we need it. Um,
1: We we bleed late.
0: (laughs) I can never stop raking. Toto Wolf missing a Grand Prix. That's pretty big news. That's pretty big news. And yes, it's entirely speculation. It's, ty- it's entirely a rumour as to why he's not going to be there. Nothing confirmed. But I think with the transition to Mercedes engines going to McLaren, the rule changes, the budgets, uh, budget cap coming in, Mercedes have dominated. I think if they get Hamilton a seventh title, I reckon they think they've done their job. I reckon they go down in history as the most successful Formula One team of all time. Absolutely dominated the sport um they go on to a new challenge they've just started doing MotoGP as well properly I believe they've now got a team with Patronus Mm. um there um and then I think that realistically why isn't Formula E the next step and I think that gives Formula E even more credibility like it's got plenty of credibility and you're you're a moron if you think that Formula E isn't now a fully fledged (laughs) motorsport because it it really is um
1: that's don't hashtag don't be a thicko and hashtag you're a model
0: <laughs> and this channel we insult you, you then <laughs> we'll be back on sunday folks please stay tuned don't leave the scam um but honestly it makes total sense he's done such a brilliant job he is a large shareholder of the segas itself he's a key part of their overall industry it's not just sporting related he's a brilliant business mind um, why would he not be part of that Formula venture? It will make sense for him to be involved in it. Mercedes have got a real asset there to utilise strategy, to utilise um, the resources that they've got. Why not go on to achieve something else? I mean, who are the drivers for the Mercedes team? Stoffel Van Dorn's one of their drivers, isn't he?
1: Stoffy V and uh, Nick
0: Tafriis. Well, it's about time Stoffel Van Dorn actually did something and was successful. So maybe that's his chance. I mean savage he won the formula two championship after what six years of doing it um (laughs) sorry that was a dig there i mean
1: same for nick DeFries actually they've both been that kind of hanging around in f2 for a while
0: they have anyway so maybe um their gp2 engine can carry them to victory in formula eight anyway toto wolf i generally think could be off to help the formula e team and i wonder if they're starting to prep to move out of formula one and to back once again back uh, mclaren as a majority engine use at the only one that's going to use their engines afterwards. And that can open the door to a, a whole new world in 2021 with a new team at the top. It's going to be really, really interesting. I think end of next season is where it's all going to kick off.
1: That would be sad to, as much as I'm kind of bored of them winning everything. That'd be, it would be a sad day for F1 if Mercedes do decide to pack the bags and go because um, they're, they're, they're a big team. And I think F1, would, I don't know who re, would have replaced that team. Um, I just want the other teams to catch them up a bit. I I don't think they're going to leave. I don't think they're going um, to leave yet. They're kind of. I think they're going to look at how 2021 goes if they suddenly fall far behind. But I don't, I would suggest they're not going to, because we've had a couple of rule changes and they've still stayed on top. They've got some clever people there. So um, And they've got the money to be doing Formula E and Formula One. Um, but maybe maybe it's just a personal thing. Maybe it's Toto himself thinks so I've achieved a lot in F1 now. I want to want to switch over to FE myself, and he'll let he'll let someone else take over the F1 team. But or we might be completely wrong, and he's just off to the Caribbean for the weekend.
0: I would also love to see photos of Toto in like a little sarong by a palm tree with a coconut cocktail in his hand. If you've got one please send it in or photoshop one and email it to us because i'd love to see it um but i think that's enough discussion for today shall we uh carry on out of this door before ben comes and crucifies us yes
1: yes please do because ben is gonna kill us
0: yeah, it hasn't hasn't been the most intense chat today, folks. I hope you enjoy this more relaxed approach. If you have enjoyed it, then please get down in the comments. Let us know what your thoughts are across the topics that we've discussed. Is Toto Wolff going to transfer to Formula E? Will Mercedes be here forever? Longer than I'm alive. Who knows? <laughs> um, if you have enjoyed it, subscribe, leave a like, all of that good stuff. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to watch us. We massively appreciate it. Until Sunday and for the rest of the time. But still, until Sunday, I've been Samuel Sage.
1: And I've been Harry eat
0: And remember, keep...